Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, and always brought to you by Leaf Spirits Vodka, the best vodka in Wisconsin or anywhere, and Wags, we're making cocktails. What do you have in store today? Yeah, we're going to do a Wisco Mule. So, uh, to start off with, we're going to do a ice-filled copper mug, and always using our Leaf Spirits Vodka, one and a half ounces. And this is a really simple drink. You can do this at any tailgate. Um, and then we're going to do a little splash of Contro or Grand Marnier. And then just spill with your favorite ginger beer. Ounces. Garnish with a lime. And even when the kids are screaming in the tailgate, drink tastes delicious. Here you go. Let me try. Anybody who's a parent knows you got to have one once in a while. Go back, go. Go back, go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't showing no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with you. Good luck. Only thing I will Good evening. Welcome into Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags and joining me as always is my cohort, Dane, and we are here tonight. Dane, we were just talking before we jumped on. This could be the last opportunity we have to have an Aaron Rodgers-centered podcast. We don't actually have that many of them uh, because we like to talk about the whole team. But it seems appropriate here. Uh, haven't had a lot of opportunity just to talk back here this offseason. Been having some great guests on. Uh, yeah. But certainly with everything that's been going down uh, over the last week or so, with Aaron and the Packers, I, I think it is a good time to jump on here and uh, give us the latest. Get the latest thoughts. And uh, certainly, uh, Dane, I know you have some thoughts. You have some things you want to happen, things you're hoping to happen, and things that you expect to happen. So I think we can uh, just dive right into it. And how are you doing here this evening as we um, are on full-fledged Aaron Watch here on social media. Yeah, it wags. It feels like Panda Watch from Anchorman. Everybody's just waiting for the news to drop. It, it does. It's odd. It's a little odd. This this very well. I can't believe it. Uh, we've been doing this podcast a long time. I think uh, you and I have seen every snap Aaron Rodgers has ever played in the NFL. And um, this 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 could be it. This could be the last podcast we do where Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. That's a pretty remarkable thing. Um, so um, I'm doing well, though. I, I think that um, it's it's the fan base is split. We've been through this type of thing before. We we lived through the Favre era. We're old enough to remember all of Brett's snaps too. And um, you know, we we remember the change of the guard then. It worked out incredibly well. Remains to be seen uh, what happens post Aaron Rodgers, but one way or another was going to happen, um, whether through retirement, whether through what have you. It just so happens that right now it looks like it might be happening through a trade to the New York Jets. Uh, seems to be the, the likely destination. Um, it's going to be a remarkable you know, next couple of days, but Wags, I, dare I say it seems like it's a little bit imminent at this point that Aaron Rodgers is likely to be dealt to the New York Jets. Yeah, but I, I'm not discounting the possibility that something unforeseen happens because we've seen this play start, uh, 
play out, this story, I should say, play out how many times, not just with the Packers, but all across all sports, where the thing that everybody's expecting to happen, and then something comes swooping in and changes at the last minute. So could there be another team that comes into play and, and really uh, ups the ante here? We'll see. I, I'm sure that if the Packers are intent, and that's what the tea leaves are telling us, I'm moving on from Aaron. Uh, they're going to be open for, for all possibilities, and I'm sure they're making calls uh, to all, all the other teams in the league that could use a quarterback and uh, maybe are on the, that brink of contention. Um, but, Dane, I, I, I'm surprised. Before we get into our thoughts on, on that and a potential trip to New York for Aaron, yeah. you posted on our Twitter page a poll yes. yesterday, I believe, and I gotta say, even with, <laughs> you know, the news that's been circulating, I did not expect as high a percentage of Packer fans to respond saying that the Packers should trade Aaron Rodgers. I believe the last time I checked that poll, a um, couple hundred votes and 75% yeah. of respondents said yes, they should trade Aaron Rodgers. Generally speaking, uh, those of that you that follow us are pretty even keeled, yeah. uh, Packer fans, um, you know, are not reactionary. And so the fact that, uh, you know, I've been on the record saying that I thought the Packers should be traded Rodgers last year. Um, so, but that said, I, I was a little surprised. Were you, Dane, that yeah. that high of a majority are saying, yep, it's time to move on from Aaron? Yeah, I'm, I was actually pretty shocked. Um, I, I, I wonder, you know, all off season, we've kind of put that question out there a few times throughout the off season. And every time we've put it out there, Wags, over the last couple of months, it's slowly but surely gone more and more to trade Aaron Rodgers. Now, I don't know what that means, but it's true. Um, you know, the first one we did, um, was about 5248. And from there, it's just, it's, it's slowly changed. Um, now it's not the most scientific thing in the world, but it is telling that a lot of folks that listen to our podcast and that follow the majority, I think, are in support of moving on. And that doesn't mean it's not complicated. If there's a complicated emotions. Aaron's been with this team 18 years. He's been the face of this team. He's won a ring with the Green Bay Packers. Anybody who wins a ring with the Packers is always going to be a legend in Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers, I mean, more than many, right? More than almost all of them. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that um, the Packer fans, uh, real, true, you know, green and gold Packer fans, um, understand that while it can be painful, it might be the best time for the team to move on and move forward. Whether, you know, it's Jordan Love for 10 years or they find out what they have in Jordan and maybe it's somebody else. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of folks understand the, the business side of this and that maybe it's time for the Packers to, to look at what the next options are. But it is going to be a tough pill to swallow for myself included. Loved watching Aaron Rodgers for all these years. Yeah. Um, I think the other aspect of this is if New York right now is the only team that's in this um, discussion to trade mm -hmm. for Rodgers, and that's if Rodgers wants to play, which I think he does. I, I don't think he's going to retire. As much as he might try to leverage that in order to, you know, um, help his own best interests as much as possible, I, I just, I, I think that's really more of a negotiating 
ploy by Rodgers mm-hmm. and his team at this point um, to maybe decrease the leverage the Packers have. I, I don't know. Uh, that said, um, I think the other thing that's really been circulating is what does the compensation look like yeah. uh, for uh, trading Aaron Rodgers? And um, I think, you know, there seems to be a, a lot of, of variance um, uh, from national media and maybe more from Jets sources. They're really trying to tamp down the level of compensation that the Packers might get. Um, and there's a lot of Packer fans out there that are saying they better not get anything less than two first rounders as a starting point. Yeah. Um, which, you know, given what we saw in the Russell Wilson trade last year, you could make some justification for it. But I think, as you said, this is complicated. We've got a 39 year old quarterback that we don't know how much longer is going to, he's going to play. And he's got a huge contract. Um, so there's a lot of financial ramifications here for both the Packers and whoever trades for him. Um, and the reality is, is, uh, he, he didn't play as well last year as he did coming off of two MVP seasons in the previous two years. So, uh, yeah, his value probably isn't at a peak, unfortunately for the Packers right now. Um, so there might be some disappointed Packer fans out there, but like in, in most negotiations, um, if the, Jets, they'll probably, most Jets fans probably be happy to pay whatever it takes. But if both sides are maybe a little bit disappointed by uh, the total compensation package uh, it takes to get uh, Aaron Rodgers moved, um, it's probably a sign that that's a pretty good deal for both sides as far as as the negotiation goes. So, uh, Dane, I don't know if you have a feel for, you know, sifting through some of the um, some of the muddy waters here uh, on what's been reported, but um, do you have a- any idea of what you think? Maybe not what the Packers will get, but in your mind, just being rational about the situation and thinking about mm-hmm. all factors, what what would you you know ultimately be comfortable with in terms of compensation in a trade package for? Europe? Yeah, so I've got to think that, um, well, there, there's a lot that goes into this, but I got to think, Wags, that, um, some of the compensation may be tied to a second year with Aaron Rodgers in New York. So right away, I think that now Aaron Rodgers is a guy who's obviously four MVPs, ton of, ton of success in the league. Uh, that goes without saying, but he's also flirted with retirement for a number of seasons now. Um, so if you're the New York Jets, you need to cover yourself on the back end. And I think that that's logical. And I think that the Packers uh, would bend to that because, you know, I think that they may be slightly motivated to move on from Aaron as well. So I think that there's some of that that has to be read into it. I will say that I don't think that all of the New York Jets brass, including the ownership, flies across the country. Um, they're all busy dudes uh, and, and, and folks uh, flying across the country on that plane and flying back and taking up all that time and energy to not give up a first round pick. Uh, the cat's out of the bag. I think that Aaron Rodgers, you know, it, they're so close at this point and they don't really, who's the option after him? I don't know who it is if you're the New York Jets. I think that they're all in trying to get him right now. And I, I think that the Packers should be able to use that to their advantage and squeeze at least a first round pick this year out of the New York Jets. That's my opinion, uh, based on all of the smoke that's around it. Uh, the Jets have way too much publicly invested at this point 
to drop the ball in New York. Um, and I would be disappointed personally if they get less than a first round pick this year uh, for Aaron Rodgers services, because the New York Jets truly believe that he's somebody that can push them um, not only into the playoffs, but deep into the playoffs. Then one first round pick is not an awful lot to spend to get a guy like that into your organization. So for all of those reasons, I think a first-round pick is great. If they got two first-round picks, I'd lose my mind. I don't think that that's realistic, personally. But a first-round this year, and then maybe something on the back end next year contingent on him coming back, would be a really, really good benefit to the Packers. Now, if you add players, there's been rumors of a bunch of guys, maybe in Green Bay, that could go with Aaron Rodgers. That totally changes the stakes. But if we're talking just Aaron Rodgers, just this year, and with the possibility of next year, I think it's got to be a one and something on the back end next year. Yeah, uh, there has been some rumors about package deals that could be going on here. I, you know, I think the pick next year uh, makes a lot of sense. We talked about that uh, in the first offseason pod we did over a month ago, where it, it really behooves the Packers to pick up extra um, assets for next season. They're not going to be in a good salary cap situation going into this season. Um, I am super excited uh, for potentially turning the reins over to Jordan Love. Don't get me wrong. But from a front office, you know, perspective, you've also got to make sure that you have contingencies for Jordan Love as well. So picking up extra assets for the 2024 draft, that could be high draft picks. In case Jordan Love does not work out, if that's the direction the Packers want to go, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think for, as you said, not only the Jeff, but for the Packers as well. Um, and what's more is if Jordan Love works out and he's great, that's great for the Packers, A, but then now you can have extra picks to build around Jordan Love as a starting quarterback next year and hopefully be able to have a little bit more flexibility with their cap situation as well to, to build around him with maybe some veterans as well as some extra assets uh, in the draft uh, to, to really be able to make sure that you're improving the, the totality of this roster. Uh, this could be a quick turn. I, I think there's a lot of talent on this 53. Um, so even without Aaron Rodgers, yes, they, you know, they weren't a playoff team this year. So let's not lose sight of that either. But uh, this is not a situation where I expect the Packers to go to the bottom of the NFC North for two, three years and do a massive rebuild. Um, I, I think they're going to be competitive next year uh, with with Jordan Love unless he massively underperforms um, I, or we get a rash of injuries or the defense takes a step back. But um, we've got the pieces on this roster to be extremely competitive and make push be, you know, maybe even better from a record standpoint than we were this past season. I, I know that might be a little bit bold, uh, but then we go into 2024 and that's when I think you really start to build on the plan. Um, so, um, there's a lot of reasons I, I think that there's a benefit to picking up an extra pick or two in 2024. I wouldn't be surprised, Dane, if the Packers send a third or a fourth type mm -hmm. with Rodgers to New York, um, or to another team if someone else comes swooping in in order to offset perhaps picking up an extra higher draft pick this year. Um, and then maybe they get 
a third or a second or something coming back in 2024. Um, so there's those, there's that trade off in the value, what the Packers might give up to send in order to get some additional draft capital coming back their way, not just this season, but I think in seasons uh, moving forward. Well, based on the Packers' track record in the third round over the last decade plus, they can take our third round picks, man. <laughs> well, they can take them. We'll, we'll figure something out on the back end there. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, and I know we got to uh, hit up our sponsors at some point here, but um, one thing I want to bring up is, you know, we, we touched on there's been some rumors circulating about some possibilities of other Packers that could be part of this, this deal. Um, I think let's start with David Bakhtiari. There's talk about it. Um, now, I don't know how realistic that is. I mean, Packers Twitter is on fire about it. But do you see that as a as a, a true possibility? We know that Aaron loves his guys. Um, but I'm kind of curious because I don't think that it's wise for the Packers to just have a fire sale because I want to see what Jordan can do with talent. So I want to kind of get your take on um, could you see the Packers uh, realistically trading David Bakhtiari as part of this deal with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, no, unless they want to, I mean, there's some significant financial ramifications if you trade David Bakhtiari, let alone Aaron Rodgers, pre-June 1st. Now, I'm not a capologist, so I don't know how much they can realistically move around or how much the receiving team can take, um, and, and, uh, take on as far as the cap hit, um, or if the Packers are going to be eating all of that. I'm sure that's going to be part of driving the compensation, right? Because if Packers eat the most, if not all, of the cap hit for moving Rodgers and anyone else they throw in, uh, now that other team is not only getting a good player, but they're getting a good player at an extreme value. Uh, so that's that costs money. I mean, basically, in that situation, the team trading for Rodgers at all are essentially, you know, Sending picks to the Packers and, and paying the Packers. Um, you're basically paying money, uh, for picks. And so the Packers are buying picks in that situation. And so it, the thing is, if you trade, uh, Bakhtiari straight up, um, that's a $23 million cap hit for yeah. 2023. Uh, and so that's, that's a tough pill to swallow. So you're telling me he's just, if you're throwing Bakhtiari and Aaron Rodgers in a package deal together, that's 63 million in dead cap hit that the Packers are going to absorb uh, next season. I mean, that's one way to get out from under cap hell and, mm-hmm. and, and really reset this thing. I, I'll acknowledge that. Um, that would really surprise me, uh, just from a financial standpoint. You said it. I know Aaron loves his guys, but. Honestly, I'm not a fan of package deals in any sport, especially when you've got the best player in the deal, because now all of a sudden I think you're also minimizing the value. Uh, it, it starts to spread out the value. If they want to trade David Bakhtiari, I think they should be taking calls from 31 other teams mm-hmm. and not trying to shoehorn him in in an Aaron Rodgers trade. That makes no sense to me. You can add in a guy that maybe the Packers don't have plans with in they can't technically do this, I don't think. But like, if let's say a, a Randall Cobb or uh, a Bob Tunyon or, or a Mercedes Lewis or someone mm-hmm. like that, um, those guys aren't, you know, as far as I know, um, players that the Packers are able to actually technically include in a trade package. Right. But that's the type of player that you quote unquote throw in. 
you're not throwing in your franchise left tackle um, and one of the highest paid tackles in the NFL in a package deal. I, I just think that's way too complicated for both the Packers. It's way too complicated for the team that would be trying to trade for him as much as I'm sure they would love to get two good players and not just one in Rodgers. Um, and I, I think it just uh, ultimately it diminishes the value that you can get uh, by not opening it up because I'm sure there's a lot of other teams, despite the injury concerns, that would love to be able to trade for David Bakhtiari. And I, I think they would get more ultimately if those were separate deals rather than trying to combine them in one package. Wags, that's really good insight. So I think we should, um, we should pay our bills. We've got an awesome sponsor. Let's come back. There's been a, a, a defender, uh, that's also been circulated as a possible, um, package to trade with Aaron Rodgers. We can talk about that. And then I'm going to surprise you and ask you, um, what's your favorite Rodgers memory as a Green Bay Packer? And I want to hear uh, what that is as well. But let's start with, uh, let's pay the bills first. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good and, and great tease there, Dane. Uh, but uh, first, let's talk about uh, uh, hoops action here with DraftKings. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay Every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. And Wags, um, one one uh, team that I'm really keeping an eye on are those Phoenix Suns. I saw that Kevin Durant might be out for a while. Um, that's a wild one after uh, just UNBA fans. Phoenix Suns trade for Durant, having some issues there. So that's pretty remarkable. So um, you never know what's going to happen in the NBA. And then obviously our hometown Milwaukee Bucks absolutely crushing it. Still going on a tear these days, winning a ton of basketball games. Giannis is, is truly the Greek freak. Love what he's been able to do in Milwaukee. There's no doubt about it. So, I mean, any game, always exciting, especially when you got DraftKings Sportsbook involved. So check out DraftKings Sportsbook. That's right. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA. You get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. All right. So, Dane, you teased before the break uh, that uh, you had a couple of things you wanted to hit on. Uh, can I take a guess at what defender? Uh, you know, I've been keeping an eye on this, but package that I've seen out there, and I don't know if this is the same guy that mm -hmm. you were seeing, uh, Darnell Savage, possibly uh, a guy that could be on the move, uh, probably would be, you know, uh, another, that's the type of player uh, that mm -hmm. I'm talking about, that is a quota throw in. Now, I'm not saying he's not worth some type of compensation, but he's not driving the value in this trade, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it, that might be a good uh, reset for Darnell Savage. Uh, I think, I you know, there's a lot of Packer fans that have probably given up on Darnell Savage. There's word that maybe he, we can try him out again in the slot. Razul Douglas moved to safety. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's just a lot of questions uh, at the back end of the secondary. And it looks like Adrian Amos might be uh, moving on to 
uh, new opportunities as well. So this could be a hard reset of the safety position. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dane, I'm curious what your thoughts are. If um, Darnell Savage is on the move, either in a package deal with Aaron, or maybe that's a separate deal uh, that the Packers execute as well. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 there, the sense that would make for New York, right, is, is Darnell comes in, his money's locked in for the year, he's on his fifth year option. Um, so, you know, it would make sense, I think, for New York, a change of scenery, as you mentioned, for Darnell, who's showed a lot of flashes in his career in Green Bay. Um, so, you know, I know he had a down year last year, but he's showed some real flashes. The question is, um, you know, uh, did the, are the Packers ready to give up? Uh, I thought that he looked pretty good in the slot at times near the end of the season. He looked a little bit more reinvigorated, closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh, or, you know, are the Packers like, you know, it's time to move on and, and as you said, press reset. So um, there are holes, I think, on this Packers team. And the secondary is one that I think last year going into the offseason at this time, we were thinking how strong it was going to be. There was clearly some setbacks there um, at a number of spots. So Savage could potentially be gone. Um, but I, I, I still, I still would be surprised if Darnell Savage is, is traded from the Packers. I think that there's uh, enough, um, other holes on this team. Uh, and unless Savage sweetener, so to speak, really bumps up, um, some value somewhere for the Packers, I think there's probably more value to him on the roster, especially with the potential that he showed late in the season, kind of playing in a, what seems to be a natural position of the slot for him. Um, I just I think that it would be more of a negative than a positive to get out from under Darnell Savage's year um, when he's they've really under contract for one season left anyway. Let's see what he can do, and if he hits, great. If not, then maybe they part ways in the off season. Yeah, I think one thing that's unique about Darnell is opposite of David Bakhtiari and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they can trade him before June 1st, and he wouldn't count uh, a cent uh, against the cap, according to over the cap. So, you know, that's that's something that, from a financial perspective, I was surprised that they picked up his fifth-year option. I mean, granted, at the time, he had probably shown enough that the Packers felt that he was still in their future. Uh, but, you know, it, it might make sense just to uh, get out from under that now. And then if the Packers are targeting some other guys in free agency or in the draft uh, that they want to rebuild this position, that allows them to use some of that money that that frees up and, and, and reinvest in uh, some new guys that they can rebuild that position. Uh, so it, it wouldn't be a shock. I, I That's not a guy that we're going to get much for right, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um uh, realistically, you're probably looking at a late round pick uh, for Donald Savage. Unfortunately, former first round pick, uh, but uh, I, I don't think that's a sell high value to say the least right now. So, um, and uh, the the reality is he's only got one year left on his deal. Uh, so there's not a lot of benefit to the Packers holding on to him either, because if he outperforms and bounces back, that's great. But then you've got a kind of a decision to make is, are you actually going to pay the guy <laughs> um, in a long-term deal? He's been a little bit inconsistent. So um, unless he comes back and, you know, starts playing like an all-pro all of a sudden, right. um, I, I don't think it's likely that Darnell Savage at this point is in the long-term future of the Packers. So uh, usually we try to be a year ahead of those situations, um, especially on like the offensive line. Uh, but we've seen it at other position groups as well. So um, I wouldn't be surprised, Dan, if Darnell Savage is on the move 
regardless of whether that's part of an Aaron Rodgers trade package or if that's just a separate deal that they make. Interesting. Interesting stuff, man. I mean, this is all going to, I mean, what's your timeline? What do you think the timeline is here? Um, there's so much smoke at this point. I'd be, do you think it happens? We're recording this Thursday night. Does this happen before the weekend hits or is this a next week thing? Dana, I mean, I have to be honest with you. I've been pretty busy with work, but I've still been finding time, you know, once every hour or two to get on Twitter and refresh everything just to, to see if I'm like way behind or, I'm, or if, 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 if anything's actually happening. Um, this doesn't surprise me. We talked a few weeks ago and, you know, we said then this is going to stretch out. Uh, it was what March 20th. It was five or six days after you know, free agency opened last year before Aaron mm-hmm. announced he was coming back to the Packers. I, I think, um, I, 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 a little bit, uh, lost memory of exactly what happened first. I think Aaron announced he was coming back and then Devontae Adams got traded. So yeah, I, that's I right. That was, he came back was a couple days season. later. Yep. Yeah. So we were expecting once Aaron was back that they were going to figure out something with Devante and then that, uh, bomb hit. So, um, that was, uh, you know, not ideal. Uh, the Packers didn't have a lot of space and free agency to do anything. They mostly just rolled things back last year. So they made it work, but uh, you don't want to be a week, two weeks behind in free agency, regardless of how active they're going to be trying to figure these things out. Um, so I think they're probably pushing hard uh, to figure this out. I, I'm sure Aaron realizes that um, if he's going to continue to play and it's not for the Packers, he's not doing his new team any favors if he drags us out either. Um, mm-hmm. So he's got two teams that he's kind of probably doesn't really care about <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, about the Packers too much at this point. I, I mean, um, I'm sure it's professional-ish, but um, but he also is, I'm sure, going to want to accommodate his new team as well so they can make plans and build the best team they can around him. So, um, I do expect this to happen anytime. Um, I'm not expecting we'll be lucky enough for it to happen before we get off this pod tonight. Um, <laughs> but, um, I think it's going to be probably within the next few days. Yeah. And, and I think uh, it's noteworthy. Free agency starts the 15th, but legal tampering starts a couple days before that. So effectively free agency starts the 13th or so, I would argue. Um, so it's coming up real quick. I, I'd be surprised if it doesn't happen by Monday, my job might hit the floor, um, one way or another. Um, I, I ask you then, Wags. The only talking- thing oh, I would ahead. interrupt, the only reason it might drag out is if both parties are really trying to squeeze and leverage and get the best deal possible. Mm-hmm. And I, so I'm sure that from the Packers perspective, here's the reality. I think you said it earlier, the Jets, if it is just the Jets, they've got a lot more to lose in my mind uh, by letting this slip through. Yes. They, they really do. You can say what you want. They can say, well, we're bidding. Why would we overpay? We're bidding against ourselves. Um, Aaron Rodgers is still under contract with the Green Bay Packers right now. There's uh, not a rule I, that they have to trade Aaron Rodgers. So that's one possibility we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. I, it's not a 100% done deal that this happens, right, Dane? Um, right. But I think if you're the Packers, it would behoove you to be willing to go to the rail and not accept a underwhelming offer, even if it's just one team out there bidding. Um, ultimately, I think 
they'll probably figure out a way to get it done if both parties want to make it happen. But um, that would be one uh, reason why it might extend out a little bit is it's, it's just a classic negotiation tactic to try to uh, gain as much leverage and stare the guy down on the other side of the table and see how bad do you want this. And ultimately, I think the team that's trying to acquire the star player is usually the one that's going to fold. Yeah, no. So what's I, I, I totally agree. Um, so all of that said, what are the chances? We're, we're saying it's a foregone conclusion, more or less. What are the chances Roger just says, you know what? 18 years is enough. I'm retired. What What are the odds of that uh, out of, a, you know, one to 100? Um, I actually think it's more likely that Aaron doesn't get traded right mm-hmm. away. And it becomes even more of a mess. And he's still on the Packers than it is that he retires. Oh, I, I, really? I, I wouldn't put that as the most likely outcome. Um, let's call that maybe like, 15%. Uh, I think it's it's heavily in that 85 to 90% or higher chance that he gets traded. But until it actually happens, uh, honestly, I, I don't think retirement is that much on the table. Now, here's the thing. If he doesn't get traded, it doesn't have to happen on March 15th. But mm-hmm. um, as much as we want it to happen, it doesn't have to. Um, and he, the Jets are out of the picture all of a sudden. Does that open it up to other teams around the league? Or then does he get so uncomfortable about the Packers situation that then he says, you know what, I'm going to retire. And that becomes a leverage play to try mm-hmm. to force the Packers hand into accepting a lesser deal and, and making it happen. That's possible. Um, so, you know, I'm not discounting that this is not a clean break or separation and um, that things don't get like super crazy. We've lived through it before with Favre. And so would it be shocking if history repeated itself and Aaron's still on the Packers on April 1st, he announces he's going to retire and uh, this stretches out into June and all of a sudden um, we've got, you know, uh, we've got flight trackers on Aaron Rodgers jet setting around the country um, mm-hmm. as we get get closer to training camp and teams are low blowing Packers on an Aaron Rodgers offer. Um, I really, 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 really hope that doesn't happen, Dane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I also something tells me that we'd be a little bit foolish to discount that as a possibility we've seen it before we know how Aaron rolls um Mm -hmm. you know and I don't think the Packers are going to uh give in and accept a a low ball offer I think they're going to want to try to uh, be stubborn and and ride this out and and get the best possible deal that they can so as this could potentially be the last podcast ever with Aaron Rodgers as starting quarterback to the Green Bay Packers um I gotta ask man there's so many great memories. There's so many incredible moments. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, right? Making plays. Any one of them uh, particularly special to you? Anything that really sticks out to you? So, Dean, there you're right. There are so many. I, I don't know why, but there's one that stands out, and it wasn't really that consequential of a game in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, Super Bowl. It wasn't one of the NFC Championship games. Um, but 2015, we're in Detroit in, I believe, early December, late November, and Packers just played 
terrible the entire first half. I think they got three points in the first half. Detroit was awful that year. They were up like 16 to three at halftime. Dane, I'm living out in Wyoming at the time. I'm out in Jackson Hole sitting at a bar and uh, there's not any other Packer fans around, but there was one Lions fan (laughs) out there that happened to be sitting two stools down and she was very nice. She wasn't obnoxious. Um, but you know, her boyfriend slash husband was, you know, kind of crowing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was extremely frustrated. I got maybe some people, uh, that got some annoyed with them too. So all of a sudden Packers start to come back a little bit. They still don't look that good. And uh, it, it doesn't look like there's any chance that we're going to pull this out, but we've got a little momentum. Um, and Dane, um, time is ticking out. Aaron goes, rolls out to the right, throws the ball 70 yards in the air in Ford Field, and Richard Rodgers goes up and plucks it out for the game-winning touchdown. I just about jumped off the stool, and the entire bar was high-fiving me. I turned around. The Lions fan was nowhere to be seen. I, I, I think... I think that was just one of those moments where maybe it was because of where I was and I wasn't around my normal Packer fan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it was, it, it, it was one of those times where I, it was just so unlikely. Uh, and that was one of many, um, Hail Mary passes that Aaron Rodgers has thrown in his career that were not likely, but, um, that was, I think I distinctly remember. I probably called you really, yeah, really we fast. talked. It was like midnight. Yeah. yeah we were right, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this was pre pod, but, um, anyway, so I don't know why, but that one will always stick out in my mind to me. There were so many of them. Yeah. Um, you can think of many, many with the bears, <laughs> um, in the playoffs, you know, there, there's lots of them that you could run. Uh, through, but that's one that definitely sticks out in my mind. Yeah, it's a great moment. And, and John in our chat says the Bears game when he told him he owns them. I mean, you said it, Wags. The Bears, the, the Rodgers to Cobb after Rodgers comes back off that injury to make the playoffs. Rodgers in the uh, NFC Championship game goes to Chicago, guts the Bears, throws the belt on. Uh, all of those moments, I think, in Chicago. I gotta, I gotta tell you that one time we were at a game. Um, one of the many times we've gone to a game together, Wags. And again, not the most consequential game ever. It wasn't a playoff game or a Super Bowl or any of that, but, um, it was that week 17 game when they only played back when there was only 17 games in the year and the Packers needed to beat the Detroit Lions to win the North. If I recall, I don't remember what year this was, but it's, you know, in the last seven or so years and Rogers um, throws a touchdown. I believe it was to Cobb goes down. Looks like he tore his knee or something from the stands. It looked bad. It was in the first half and, you know, they get him off the, the field. I think they carted him off the field or they carried him off. However, they got him off the field. Matt Flynn came in. And it looked like our hopes might have been dashed. The Lions took the lead. It was pretty tough. The second half starts. Matlin's still in the game. Packers have possession, the first possession. They go three and out. We punt the ball. You know, we're in Lambeau. We have no idea what's going on with Rodgers. You know, we don't have the announcers in our ears. And then over in the corner, you start to hear a low roar. 
and Rogers is, still, is walking out and he's still in his shoulder pads. And I, and Lambo just starts getting louder and louder and louder. Mind you, the Detroit Lions have the football at this point. Uh, the, the offense has the ball for Detroit. And it gets louder and louder as Rogers makes his way back to the sideline, still in shoulder pads. And I'll never forget, we were all like, well, he's in pads. That's good. And everybody's kind of chattering in the stands. And then we saw Aaron Rodgers put a helmet on and start throwing the ball. And we were like, is he going back in this football game? And then when he started walking out on the field, limping to the huddle, the crowd was chanting MVP, MVP, as he kind of sauntered back onto the field. Wouldn't you know it? Comes back, throws a couple more dimes, wins that game. The Packers win the North yet again at Lambeau Field. Week 17, snow was coming down. It was a perfect moment, a perfect encapsulation of how awesome Aaron Rodgers was in Green Bay. He's had so many great moments. But that one, us being there in person to see that was such a great memory. And I'll always remember it, no matter how this thing wraps up. There will always be a special place for us with Aaron Rodgers. And whenever he does retire, he's always going to be one of the greatest players to ever play in Green Bay. Yeah, um, and that's another really good one that definitely stands out. Uh, what you folks listening don't know is that Dane and I and the two buddies that get, went with us had been to several games, and the Packers had never won when mm-hmm. we'd gone as a group. And I distinctly remember when Rodgers got hurt, um, I believe, Dane, it might have been you or one of our, our buddies, Schmitty, that turned and said, we may never be able to go to a Packer game together again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, right. and and I said, jokingly, jokingly, because I don't want to take too much credit for this. I was like, no, this is going to be like the Paul Pierce wheelchair game. Roger's going right. to come back in the second half. And I mean, I'm sorry, sure as shit. Like, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I had goosebumps when that actually happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Yeah, that, that was certainly an incredible moment to witness live as well. So, um, we've had many others and thankfully, uh, we've had some other Packer wins since then as well. Yeah. So, uh, we are not bad luck uh, officially. Um, uh, you know, our, our, we've had a spotty record, but we've done okay. I would argue we probably should have gone to that NFC championship game against Tampa Bay. We were at the game when they, uh, when they beat, um, um, Seattle, uh, which is a huge one. We were at a game where they beat, um, what the Rams in the playoffs as well. We've been to some awesome, uh, division round games, uh, over the years where the Packers have won at Lambeau Field. So it, it's just, it was always a joy to watch Rodgers play. And when he was on, he, there's nobody that can throw football in here, Rodgers. Yeah. No doubt about it. So, uh, if this is indeed, uh, the swan song, I think, We've summed up with some great memory of staying, and, yeah. and that's uh, all I can say. And, and and if Aaron were to listen, all I would say is thanks, man, thanks, for man. all yeah. of the amazing memories uh, over the years as a Packer. Um, you know, we've had ups and downs uh, between uh, you and uh, and our fellow fan base, uh, certainly, but way more highs than low, oh, yeah. no doubt about that. Um, and just know that you are truly appreciated no matter what you do and wherever you go. Um, if you come back and retire, um, in two weeks, I will never ever forgive you. Uh, but <laughs> it's short of that, you're all good. <laughs> yeah. And then one day when, uh, we look forward to, if this is it, we look forward to number 12, never being worn by anybody else again. They're going to throw that up there on the ring of honor with some of the other greatest players to ever play the game of football that happened to be in Green Bay as well. 
All right. I think that uh, sums it up, Dane. Um, the folks, thanks so much for listening yeah. with us this evening. Uh, we expect to be back. Um, we rescheduled a special guest. Uh, uh, we didn't reschedule. He asked to reschedule, of course. Uh, so we'll be back with that in the next, next probably next week. Next uh, week, yeah. Like. We're already talking yeah. about dates. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think once this actually happens, I, I don't know if I'm going to have too many more thoughts, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited to officially get into free agency. So we'll definitely have an episode coming up once that opens up. And we have a little bit more clarity uh, of what the direction is, uh, hopefully, uh, for the Packers. And we can move forward and maybe make some projections on uh, some of the signings that they're going to be able to make and and start to look ahead at at, uh, the draft coming up here in just over a month as well. So lots of good things on tap. So, uh, folks, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Yep, absolutely. Uh, But uh, stay tuned uh, because we got a lot more content coming out in the coming weeks as well. So um, as always, be legendary and go, go pack, pack go. go. Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't the best sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.